Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. And so we're continuing with our series of entrepreneur, where we're breaking down each letter in the word entrepreneur. And we're discussing the various characteristics and principles that we can apply to being an entrepreneur. And today we're on the ninth letter, and we got three more to go. But today, the ninth letter in entrepreneur is the N, the N. And today's topic, we're going to talk about the no compromising preneur. So the N is for no compromise. So when we look at the word compromise, we find that it means to make concessions or accommodations for someone who does not agree with a certain set of standards or rules. Compromise can be positive, as in coming to an agreement by accommodation, or it can be negative, such as lowering your standards. So there are times when compromise is good and the right thing to do. For example, those of you on the call that's married, sometimes compromise means just keeping the peace rather than having your own way. Can I get a witness, right? (laughs) And so another example that I wanted to give was that um, that is found in Daniel 1, 8 through 14. Now, we're not going to read the entire, um, all those, those verses. However, most of us are familiar with the Daniel fast. And so this came about as a result of a compromise. Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the rich foods and drinking the wine, the, the, the king's wine. So instead, he worked out a compromise, an agreement with the Babylonian official concerning the diet. And he asked that he and his three friends, Ananiah, Mizrael, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but we'll go with that, and Azariah, he wanted him and his three friends to have vegetables <clears throat> and water for 10 days instead of eating and drinking the king's food and um, drinking the king's wine. And so they reached a compromise, right? And there are other times that compromise is not a good thing to do. And God has clearly addressed that there are areas, excuse me, that we are not to negotiate or bargain or compromise on. The Bible makes it clear concerning his commands. For example, in Deuteronomy 5.32, he says, Be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. And then Psalms 119.3 says, Joyful are those who do not compromise with evil, and, walk, and they walk only in his path. So there are certain lines that, we should, that should not be crossed. And there are times when compromise becomes evil. <clears throat> Second Chronicles chapter 18, King Jehoshaphat foolishly entered a compromising situation with the wicked king Ahab, which nearly cost him his life. And then Revelations 2, Revelation, excuse me, 2 and 20 
Jesus rebuked the church of Thyatira, okay, T-H-Y-A-T-I-R-A, for their theological and moral compromise. He says, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. So the Bible is clear about the areas that we should not compromise on or compromise in. For example, the fleeting pleasures of sin in Hebrews 11 and 25. In Colossians 2 and 8, hollow and deceptive philosophy. And in 1 John 2 and 16, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes compromise so dangerous. And it is the subtle way that it approaches us. It's usually not some blatant worldly ways or ideas or concepts. Rather, it's usually something just to accommodate, right? Remember I said in the definition it's accommodating. For example, a lot of us have heard of the quote, when you want something, the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. It's a quote by Paulo Coelho. I may not be pronouncing that right either. Anyway, but there are a lot of believers who embrace that idea, right? It sounds good. Not even realizing that what we're doing when we embrace that concept is we're violating what God says, there will be no other God before me. And then most of us would dismiss, dismiss that thought, right? Thinking, okay, well, this is not idolatry. This is not, we're not tossing Jesus aside. We're not placing another God before us, right? But here's the thing. Compromise never asks us to put Jesus aside. Compromise will never ask us to put God aside. Compromise will never ask us to put the Holy Spirit aside. Compromise says that we have the idol and Jesus too. There's still room on the shelf for one more object of worship. And compromise says, What's the big deal? What's the harm? We still have Jesus. We still have God. We still have the Holy Spirit. Well, the harm is thinking that there is still room on the shelf for one more object of worship. And in this case, it's the universe. So it's important to know when compromise is appropriate and when it's not. And so how does that look in business? We, we, we're talking to entrepreneurs, right? You're entrepreneurs on the call, and you have a business. Well, I found this article I felt really describes what compromise looks like. And it's an article on cbsnews.com, and it says, <clears throat> compromising is like standing in the middle of a railroad track. There's a person on one side of the track telling you to move off the tracks to the left, and then there's another person on the other side of the track suggesting that you move off to the right. You, should, you could compromise and stand in the middle. When you do, you'll get smacked down by an oncoming train. <laughs> I mean, to me, that really 
uh, describes what compromising looks like because you stand right there in the middle, okay? But lastly, in closing, resisting compromise is not dependent on our own strength. It's not dependent on our own efforts. God has equipped us. Second Peter 1 and 3 says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all, that things, the things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Never compromise your values, your integrity, no matter what the consequences are. You are to remain in alignment and, in, and consistent with what the Word of God says. Yes, there are times when it's, you know, a good thing to do, and there are times when then when it's not a good thing to do. But the main thing you've got to remember is that compromising your values and integrity and things that cross the line when it comes to the Word of God is where you, where things, um, it's a slippery slope. And so remember that. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you in your spiritual and entrepreneurial journey. That is always our prayer. Remember to go to wisdominspired.net for the previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. With that said, meet us back on the line. Mondays and Thursdays, same place, same time, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. Have an amazingly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.